step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Do you like beer? Beer. Do you like rock and roll? I'm allergic to penicillin. Do you like drunk Australian? Beer. Do you like interviews with bands exploring fashion to entertain his lives, best left to the imagination, and possibly not presented on a radio show? I don't know where this is going. Jump on RogueIntel.com forward slash remedial. of Mordor, in the fires of Mount Doom, the Dark Lord Sauron forged in secret a master podcast to control all others, and into this podcast he poured all his cruelty, his malice, and his will to dominate all podcasts, one podcast to rule them all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to the Ultimate Evil Podcast, the Powerful Nerdcast. I'm Corey, and joining me is Christian. Hello, Internet. Yes, and welcome to another awesome episode. We have a lot of cool things to talk about today. Christian, you are about to enter the twilight that is your 30s, correct? Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow I'm turning 30. Mm-hmm. And guess what I'm doing? I'm not going to go have a big kegger. I'm not going to go out and party in Mexico. I'm going to an anime convention because that's what I want to do. Yep. And I'm happy about that. Momocon is more than an anime convention. By the way, guys, shout out if you're uh, going to be in Atlanta, Georgia at Momocon 2016. Check us out. We are going to be there that weekend. Say hello. Yes, it's going to be really awesome. It's uh, something that we've gone to for the last couple of years. Um, Seen it grow. It was like where we made our first convention video. Pretty much, you yeah. You know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't count the uh, the hard gay ones and uh, the... Uh, <laughs> No, I guess I did make AWA 2010 videos. Out of context, what you just said must have sounded strange. Well, we we talked to a community that has the context, so I think we're okay. (laughs) Yeah, just just look up Japanese personality hard gay, and you'll know maybe what we're talking about. You might even be able to find our old videos somewhere on YouTube. Yeah, but uh, taking it back to the whole age thing, you know, it's funny because uh, turning 30 has been coming up, and it's been sort of a, a strange time in life. It's like, okay, what do I what do I do with this? Like, how do you process this? But at the same time, age is just like, it's a weird assumption that everyone has. When you say this number, that means you've done this things, you know, like age is a weird, we know people, we know what to expect for them. We know where their life is, but also this age number has a society sort of influence on things and uh, just learning, you know, having uh, that whole perspective on things as I come up to my thirties, be like, I think I'm just going to always be this way. It doesn't really matter how old the number is next to me. Like you might be exactly the same when you're 50. Yeah. You just might look a little different. Yeah, Maybe there would be some personality changes. I like to say every 10 years you level up a little bit, just like in an RPG. You gain a little more experience, and uh, your perspective does shift oh so slightly. And I think people do become a little wiser as they get older. But I think for the most part, once you reach your mid-20s, early 30s, that's who you are as a person. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. think that that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you're definitely stuck with who you are by the time yeah. you're in your 20s. But I'm saying so like... So you better be happy with what you got. <laughs> that's not to say you can't change. Anybody can change. 
Yeah, what 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 is that uh that saying? Um I read it online. Uh I think it's Joe Rogan said something like uh you should try to be the superhero in your own story. Like mm-hmm. just cuz you did something yesterday doesn't mean you have to do it today. You get to restart every day. Mm-hmm. Is a good way of looking yeah. at it. And it is true. We do ride on a lot of momentum through life. You know, you get up, you go to this job, even if you know it sucks and it's not what you want to do, you keep going there because it's just easier than stopping what you're doing stopping the machine of your life and looking for a new job and building a new machine around that new thing, you know, like that's a hard thing to do. So, you know, like as I've turned 30, I realized that I'm doing what I want to do and I'm cool. I always, I don't know. Do you ever, uh, like death never bothered me. I think I've always told you this, like it's if I broke my arm that it would bother me because yeah. then I'd feel like a prisoner in my own body. Mm-hmm. Or if I like broke my leg, I'd be pissed. Like mm-hmm. that would bother me almost to more than To not be death. able to move or go about your day would be yeah. even worse than death. Yeah. And so considering I'm uh, pretty happy with who I am and my ability to move around this planet and this meat body, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with being 30. It doesn't bother me too much. Mm-hmm. What about you, Corey? What do you, how do you feel 30 is going to come to you? Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm right behind you. I'm 29. Uh, if anybody ever wanted to know my age, you definitely know it now. Um, I really don't have a problem with it whatsoever. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I've always been sort of jokingly saying 40 is the new 20 anyway. Uh, so I mean, really we're just getting started. I don't even consider 30 to be middle-aged, which a lot of people in this generation do. They think once you're at 30, like, that's it. You're done, man. There's nothing left for you. No, man, we're just getting started. Like you said, we learn something new every single day. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I see things every week that completely change my perspective on things. Uh, the more we travel and stuff, I, I see different things, and I'm like, I'm glad I'm doing this. I'm glad that I'm getting older and being able to experience these things, um, especially because y- you can't stop it. There's nothing you can do to stop it unless you're fucking Doc Brown or some shit. So The Phoenix Project didn't even work on Rick and Morty. Okay? Hell so. no, it didn't. <laughs> but it led to a nice, bloody, and funny conclusion. Yeah. So, uh, you know, taking, old, taking getting old with stride, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I am who I am. I wouldn't even say you're getting old, though. I know I'm not getting old. It's just it's just a general term. Yeah, it's just one. It's just a number. Like I said, and like you just said, it's Mm -hmm. just a number. You know, I mean, I can definitely say, though, I mean, we have changed, you know, like I wouldn't want to hang out with my younger teenage self. (laughs) I would be annoyed at my younger teenage. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Carry yourself a little differently, you little asshole. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of little like prim and proper you know there's just there's such a difference uh in the 10 years since we were just teenagers uh, it's made such a huge difference um obviously we have a lot more responsibilities than we did now but i mean uh ultimately i, I still think we're almost the same people um but we're just we're, we're more mature just about certain things and i know that's very broad you know it's just and, and it's different for every single person some people never truth, fucking grow up you know I think the truth is life is always a struggle like every damn day yeah like it's not like Oh, I figured it all out, so I just coast through the rest of this. Yeah. No, that's that, a fucking that, jungle out there. <laughs> it never, it never. Uh, uh, did Did you have that realization when you realized that people older than you didn't have it all figured out either? Fuck yeah, that sort of always freaks me out. Nobody really knows what they're doing, <laughs> you know, unless you just were born with a silver spoon in your mouth and you're just lucky enough to cruise through that way. Yeah, most people are. But it's still just cruising through. Yeah. it's not like living life. I mean, even my, you know, my parents. You yeah. know, I mean, they're, they're, they fucking, they, they learn new shit every week and they say they're always struggling. They're always learning new things. And it's just like, fuck, that's just the way life is. But you got to roll with the punches. You can't give up easily because yeah. that's where the fucking failure begins. Well, yeah. Uh, getting good patterns is like super important. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not trying to dial in your life all the time, like you, your hands are on the controls all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you're always changing things to adjust to what's happening in your life. 
Like uh, we've had some, not we, but this company that we work for um, has had some like not bad times, but just, you know, like the work isn't there and you wander around you're like, um, but then something good happens and then something bad happens and then something, and you just sort of ride the emotional roller coaster. You can apply mm-hmm. that to anything like your personal life, your oh, business definitely. life, yeah. you know, it's just, there's ups and downs. So this is by far the most personal podcast we've ever done. <laughs> probably, yeah. I didn't mean to open up so heavy, guys. I hope you're still there. At this rate, you should probably start going by the Patton Oswalt rules of uh, celebrating your birthday. Basically, every time you enter like a big, brand new age gap, you can celebrate. That's always, I think, been one of his funniest bits right there. Like, you know, 30, let's go have some fun. Let's go get some beers and have a nice night on the town. 31, who gives a shit? Go to work. I don't give a shit. <laughs> That's Absolutely. just the way I see it. Maybe when you're 40, it'll be a big deal. Maybe when you're 40. Mm-hmm. Well, it's true. It's like, what's 33? What the hell birthday is that? I don't know. It's really not that big. That's why I say, like, once you reach your 20s, after that, it's just once every 10 years you really celebrate. Otherwise, just, you know, relax, have a cake, spend some time with the family, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Corey, I'm looking at your latest Bleach uh, 675 manga chapter review. Yes. And someone did call you out and say you didn't say Ichigo is also a full bringer. How does that make you feel? Oh, uh, I don't really feel anything. <laughs> Ichigo is also a full bringer. Um, he's definitely Corey, not, he's you forgot th- to mention all the facts all the time, okay? I know. I forget shit all the time. You're, you're... I review a lot of different shows, and the fact that I'm able to memorize what I can is a fucking miracle. There are so many things, and it's just going to get crazier in the next month with all the other new summer anime which are getting ready to start, which they just released some brand new imagery for the new Berserk series. Dude, let me see that. Where are you watching at? It's, uh, you can go to Anime News Network, which if you guys ever want to like see like all the brand new news for Anime News, that's kind of the place to go. That's why they call it that. Anime News Network. Yep. They do a really great job of updating uh, all the new stories and brand new information and trailers which are coming out. And uh, it's really nothing special. It's basically just some brand new character artwork of uh, so some guts, of the characters. Yeah, the three D. I don't know how I feel about this art style. I I don't I have no problem with this art style. I don't know. I, I'm not going to judge it fully until I see the first couple of episodes. Until I see that first episode, I'm just like, oh god, that was Dragon Ball Super episode five bad. I'm not going to judge it yet. Um, I think it looks better than a lot of shows now. Um, you know, the biggest problem a lot of people have with it is the CG and the overuse of the CG. I just, I have to see more of it in motion. Simple as that. As Maybe long the as it CG is a must with all the different kinds of crazy monsters, you know? It's, it's possible. You know, I don't think it's a must, um, only because we've seen anime that has done more than that and it doesn't need CG. But is it an anime with a bigger budget and a shorter episode list? Yeah, probably. You know? But I mean, I don't know. I think this is just the age of hand drawn is over though. Yeah, you know, like let's just, let's it's, not it's even done. ride that 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 dream because it's gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the look of guts. Obviously, we have Puck, who I never imagined with blue hair. Um, um, you know, since it's always black and white, I always imagine green. But I me too for some reason. But I have zero problem with that. Uh, yeah. The main reason I probably associated green is just because you know you know fairies they have one with the earth and all that other bullshit. Um, then of course you have uh, Isidro, who looks you know just like he does in the freaking manga. I think just... this is uh, one of the most accurate character designs so far. Oh you know? yeah, they definitely captured his fucking candor and his like ridiculous spirit. That that kid's got some balls. I'll yeah. say that right he now. He goes and like, fights demons, no problem. Considering the shit that he sees, you know, like on a daily basis, the kid's got balls. Um, and then of course you have fan favorite Serpico, who I think looks awesome. I really love seeing him in color. I love the uh, the flowing kind of turquoise, uh, watery green color that he has mixed in with his mm-hmm. armor. 
Uh, he's a really fun character, too. Very different from Guts, too, because, you know, Guts is like the the uh, the manly character on the team. And it's uh, really, uh, they do a great job of giving you a pretty eclectic team, especially with, uh, of course, Farnese at the very end, um, who has some pretty intense scenes when she's introduced into the series. The whole, and I can't like, wait to see how they'll handle that. Yeah, this whole character, Farnese, uh, has quite an introduction. And, like, but like, I like you remember, her... you remember the scene where she was riding Guts's sword? Yes, yes. Yeah. I wasn't going to talk about that, but yep. you know, <laughs> her brother is actually also a very interesting character to me. Though. Yeah, I think he's actually cool, and mm-hmm. he is very capable as well. I'm actually of the group. Uh, Serpico is the one I'm most excited to see. Um, he's one of my favorite characters from the manga. You know, I mean, it's not hard to impress with Guts. He's just a big fucking badass. Um, but he's definitely got to be the star of the show. And uh, depending on how good the animation looks, is we'll have to wait and see. But I think the artwork looks clean. It looks good. The characters are instantly recognizable. Like, you, if you follow the uh, the Berserk manga series, you'll know who they are immediately. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see. There's a lot of hype that's going to be building around this one right here. Uh, just, again, my biggest fear with the show is, like, how much are they going to have to censor? Uh, I'm not too worried about that. They'll probably just not. I don't think they'll do it and then censor it. They'll just do it in a way they can show. Mm-hmm. You really think that is that still considered bad censorship to you? In a way, yeah. I mean, as long as it's not cut down too much, because, and I'm not trying to say that I'm some sort of like gore hound or anything. It's just you know, Berserk is such an intense and visceral series that uh, I really want them to translate it as much as possible because it's a very shocking series. You know, I, I was talking to my friend Ben about this the other day. He's like, I, I don't own very much manga. I do own Berserk though, like a lot of it, and uh, even I think it's kind of fucked up. Oh yeah, it's that dark. like I own it because it's like it's really, really dark material, like really disturbing, and uh, you know, just you know, it's funny too because you know how sometimes you go to someone's house, you go to their bathroom, um, and they have reading material. Yes, like in the bathroom and stuff. I have like berserk manga in my bathroom, and it's like fuck, man. I go, I go through some really disturbing bowel movements <laughs> while reading the berserk manga series. Oh my god! Uh, but it literally it scares the shit out of me, if you will. Um, but that's, that's, I'd still love Berserk though. It's such an epic dark fantasy. Uh, so I hope it translates well. Um, I also, I'm pretty convinced too, it's probably just going to be divided up into seasons. Um, I don't think they're going to do this as a weekly anime series. I actually don't want them to do that, uh, only so they can keep the quality up. But, uh, you know, the fact that we have these characters being introduced kind of gives us an idea of, uh, how far they're going to be going into this story arc. Um, if they immediately pick up for where they left off in the movies, we're going to have to go through all that fairy shit, which I say fairy shit, but this stuff is nightmarish. So Are you talking about the moth queen? Yeah. The moth queen. Yeah. Um, I forgot her name. Unfortunately, I think it was Rosine. Yeah. I think was her name. Um, that arc is just, Oh God. I like, I had to like put the book down for a minute. Like I am actually reading this right now. This is fucked up. Yeah. The little baby sacks. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> there's, there's like, you know the scene in South Park with Critter Christmas, the blood orgy? Yeah. Like, that's like the whole arc. The whole arc. It's just arc. a big, fat blood orgy with monsters, and then Guts comes in and just destroys everything. Um, but it does a great job of also introducing uh, these characters, the uh, the Holy Night Chains. Uh, Guts would do very well in the game, Doom. He would enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be such a cool mod. That's kind of like uh, what you think of. If you know the game Doom, it's kind of like Guts Medieval Times Doom, mm-hmm. you know, with a little more uh, fantasy elements. I'd love to see, like, the melee kills they could do for, like, Guts. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, not just his sword and everything, but, like, grab a monster by the face, put his uh, gu- uh, the gun hand, like, right up in its mouth, and then just blow it away. Oh, yeah. Like, that would be awesome. Just huge swings with the sword. They get, like, stuck in the torso of demons, and then he has to, like, kick <laughs> them away to rip it away. Just 
there's so much possibilities for that that would be pretty damn awesome but i'm so damn pumped uh for this berserk series easily my most hyped series of the summer i know there's going to be a couple of more but just compared to berserk like it just oh god i can't wait oh oh burp <laughs> mouth breathing mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking mouth breathers oh that's hilarious who so- came up with that term I don't know, but mouth it, breathing. It kind of, um, it kind of uh, describes nerds, but at the same time, I'm not sure. Mm. What do you think? I don't know. I've I've always uh, associated it with like super mega nerdy people, but like, well, I even don't know. me, if you got, if even you, got you a fucking, and I, if you got a fucking cold, you're breathing through your mouth, you know. And you love um, My Little Pony, mm. and your brony. If you breathe through your mouth, I don't know. I'm just, nah. I think the the brony craze is over at this point. Good. Or at least it's starting to die down a tad. I remember when that was big. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. It would dominate the conventions along with, uh, what was it, Homestuck? Homestock. Those Homestock, those gray motherfuckers. With the horns, with the, the horns. multicolored Ugh. horns. Everywhere. They're like a freaking virus. I couldn't stand them. That is crazy. They multiply by budding. They're like sponges. <laughs> Just, ugh. That I really care for that stuff. But then again, I like a lot of weird shit, too. So who the hell am I to judge? Nah, dude, you just like dudes flying in big old robots, you know? That's the best. <laughs> I fucking love that shit. I've been rewatching so much Gundam right now. Getting ready to purchase a lot of Gundam DVDs, which reminds me, I need to do like a, another like DVD update video. Yeah. Because um, I many... haven't done one in years, and that video still manages to get a lot of comments. Oh, yeah. Like every week, people are always commenting on that video. Are you, they're like, are you really serious about hating GT? Yeah. Like that's, that's definitely one of the, oh, the yeah. more popular ones. Um, one guy thought that I was uh, serious when I was bad-mouthing Cowboy Bebop. Uh-huh. Even though I was being very sarcastic, Cowboy Bebop's the shit. I think so, you even say, I'm joking, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of which, um, if all things go according to plan when we go to Momocon this weekend, uh, we're actually going to be interviewing uh, Stephen Bloom. Or is it Blum? I'm not sure. I can't wait to ask him personally, and it make it be really awkward. But he's actually the uh, the voice of Spike Spiegel from the uh, English dub of Cowboy Bebop, which is one of the most popular English dubs of all time, and a show that has aired so many times on Toonami. It's just it's ridiculous. So uh, I can't wait to talk to that guy. For those who like the uh, the Naruto dub, he's done voices for uh, Zabuza and Orochimaru, and uh, he's got a pretty good vocal range. I mean, that shows like those two characters very different from one another. Yeah. You know, one is super guts-like, and the other one is uh, very Michael Jackson-esque. I just saw something that is just blowing me away, dude. What is that? I got to see this. Okay. Read it. All right. Uh, Christian can't stay away from uh, Imager. Uh, Awkward. Oh, God. It's Hodor. (laughs) Everybody's everybody's, uh, brewing over the uh, the death of Hodor. Oops, sorry. Spoiler. Sorry. I don't watch uh, Game of Thrones like when it airs anyway, so uh, I'm sorry if I uh, ruin that for people. Hodor! Hodor! It was very sad. I watched it the other night, and then I went to bed, and my girlfriend was there, and she was just like, so what happened? And I was just like, I don't want to talk about it. They killed Hodor. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sad, dude. I was like, no. See how he, like, pretends to run up on the guy? He's like, hold the door Mm -hmm. on the elevator. And the guy's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's funny He's lucky Hodor didn't fucking kill him. Yeah. Now, we've met that guy before. He's fucking nice as shit. 
I literally have a picture with him on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. I never posted it anywhere because I thought it was kind of douchey. Like, look at me. I met famous people. You know, like, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't interest me. We live in the age of posting douchey comments, though. So it's like it's almost accepted at this point. I mean, I am guilty of it. You know, like or the last one of my last posts was like, look what I get to do on a Sunday. You know, yeah. <laughs> and then I posted a video of me filming some stuff. But mm-hmm. it's like, uh I don't know. I, there's a limit to how douchey the comment yeah. is I mean, there, or like I how mean, show offy you want to be. As long as it's mildly interesting. You know, I don't like when people are like, look what I'm having for dinner. And I just want to be like, fuck off. I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know, but like, like if it's mildly interesting, you know, I mean, that video was pretty cool. And that was a pretty cool opportunity to be on the, uh, the skyscraper and uh, film the, uh, the helicopter. We got to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just realized what you were saying. Okay, oh, okay sorry. we got to it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh Lord, helicopter. Mm. Um, but uh, another. Thing. <laughs> sorry. Don't you love that part of every podcast? What the awkward silence? The awkward. But uh, all right, let's uh, 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 let's shamble towards the next topic, please. Um, one thing I do want to talk stick about with us. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I want to talk about something that's been really popular lately is turning a lot of things into live action properties. We see that not just from anime, but even from Disney. You haven't seen the Beauty and the Beast trailer yet. No. Um, which has uh, Emma Watson, famous for playing Hermione Granger in the uh, the Harry Potter films. Super mega hot chick, by the way. Um, I remember watching Harry Potter for the very first time back when it came out, and I was watching with my friend Is this Cody. a teaser trailer? Uh, yeah. They, they, they barely show anything. And um, I was watching the movie with my friend Cody and a couple friends when we were in theaters at the time. We were huge Harry Potter fans, and we were at the age where it was, like, kind of directed towards us anyway. And I remember, like, when they showed Hermione, like, uh, Cody leaned over to me. He's like, dude, when she's older, she's going to be hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. Emma Watson is a beautiful woman and apparently a pretty good actress. And, uh, of course, she's going to be playing the role of uh, Belle in this uh, Beauty and the Beast film. Uh, I never even saw... They don't show shit. Yeah, they don't show jack shit. They show, and, I and think then it the, ends, be our guest with yeah, a rose petal. I know. Which is very clever. Yeah, I have to admit, they're clearly, uh, they're going Disney from the... Disney knows what the fuck they're doing, though. This yeah. movie's probably going to be good. Oh, dude, it's going to destroy at the box office. Beauty and the Beast, like, is one of the highest grossing Disney animated films ever. Really? One of the it's most like critically one of my, It's acclaimed. one of my least favorite. It's one of my least favorite, too. Um, I'll admit, though, that it does have some good action, and I like the fact that the villain is, like, a character who's typically the hero. Um, I, White guilt? Is that what he's got? <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Gaston. I know and, he's an uh, asshole. <laughs> he's a total dick. But like, I just I really like that twist. Obviously, it it serves a purpose in that story. But yeah, I mean, growing up, you know, I I think if you were a boy in the early '90s, the type of Disney animated films you like were the ones like Aladdin, uh, The Lion King. Yeah, everybody loved the fucking Lion King. I mean, do you remember when that movie came out? Like how fucking insane it was. I, yeah, it was pretty big. You want to know? Uh, first time I saw The Lion King was when I was going to this uh, daycare school during the summer because my mom worked, my dad worked, and they didn't want me to just stay at home. Uh, and I was really young at the time. So they're like, all right, go, you'll go here and you'll be able to hang out with your friends all day long. And we went on this field trip one day to Stone Mountain, which is very popular here in Georgia, a giant monument. Hell yeah. Um, and it's a rock with the faces. Exactly. Um, and a beautiful nature trail and everything. And um, when we got there, everything was fine for about 30 minutes. And then this huge storm just came in and just completely wrecked everything. And we were in a location. We were about a good hour and a half to two hours uh, from where the, uh, the preschool and uh, kids center was. And they were like, shit, we just drove all the way out here. What are we going to do? 
well, we got the budget and everything. Let's go to the nearest theater and take these kids to see the fucking Lion King. Really? And they took all of us to go see the Lion King, like, the day it came out. And everybody was so much more excited to go see the Lion King than to go to Stone Mountain. So that's how I saw the Lion King for the very first time, was on this uh, field trip that went, like, uh, wrong. And then, uh, of course, we were all blown away by everything that was the Lion King. You know, I mean, even though it's a complete ripoff of Kimba the White Lion, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, but yeah, it was, it was uh, at the time, you know, Aladdin, Lion King, like those were the, the best damn Disney movies ever. And really, this is all just going to be a segue to our uh, next topic, because uh, as I said, Disney's been making a lot of live action remakes of their classic cartoons. Beauty and the Beast is getting ready to come out. There's inevitably going to be a Lion King. But uh, Japan has just announced that they're making a Full Metal Alchemist live action film which personally to me at this point just seems unnecessary because there is zero way this live action film is going to be able to do anything better than full metal alchemist brotherhood which did a great job of adapting the manga series and did so with a lot of great style and frankly some of the best action scenes i've seen in just about any anime series if i had a top 10 favorite anime battles i still think that Scar versus the Fuhrer at the end of that series would be in there. So damned epic. And I know you're a pretty big fan of Full Metal Alchemist. I mean, it's just a perfect, perfect package, man. You mm-hmm. just watch that show beginning to end, and it's yeah. good. There's nothing wrong with that show. The characters are well-developed. Um, the action is literally world-class mm-hmm. in that, the way they animate it. And uh, I have no problem with that show whatsoever. I would recommend it to anyone as a hardcore fan or a beginner. Yeah, it's like the, the perfect st- anime in that way. And the story's great. It's a it's a super timeless story too, mostly because of the setting, which is like a fictional uh, European setting, which is definitely one of the most interesting things about this film because they've already given us like the full cast uh, for the characters who are going to be in the film, and uh, they are all Japanese, which you know it makes freaking sense. This is a Japanese production. Um, they're definitely going to market towards a Japanese audience, uh, kind of like what they did with the Attack on Titan movies, which made money, but the fan base did not really care for I them that watch, much. I haven't seen any of it. Yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's worth seeing once if you're a fan of the, the genre or even just the franchise itself, because there are some interesting elements to it, but it's it's definitely not what it could have been, especially because it's one of those series that are like it came up with its very own ending for the series. Uh, as opposed to, like, getting ready to set up some more sequels. But uh, they're planning for this whole Full Metal uh, Alchemist movie series. Like, there's going to be, I think, maybe three films which are going to try to adapt the entire series. And I think it's, you know, if they trim the fat a little bit, it is possible to go through the entire story that way, but they are going to have to get rid of certain elements. Um, But there's a couple different places if you want to look for information about this film. Of course, you could go to Anime News Network, but uh, Kotaku actually has a really great article which shows all of the characters who are going to be appearing in the movie side by side uh, with the actors who are actually going to be playing them. I'm actually looking at it right now as we speak. Um, and some of them actually are fitting. Like, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, the, the big fat homunculi. Uh, I think it's... Uh, oh, Gluttony. Some, Gluttony, yeah. Like, Come on, Corey. The, I know. The actor, like he looks kind of like a happy-go-lucky gluttony. <sighs> they look like the best version on all Asian cast could be. Okay. Just about. But yeah, there's the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these are European-based characters. Yeah. So. And, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, we, we've talked about this type of stuff before. It's been something that's been very prevalent. What? How do you say this? Of whitewashing? Whitewashing, I guess this would be 
Yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be the one to do that. But uh, <laughs> it, it is kind of strange because, you know, it, it depends really on the on the characters, too. Like, uh, Nostalgia Critic just did a whole video about whitewashing, which had some pretty interesting points, but it also had some stuff I disagree with. Um, you know, like when they announced that there was going to be a Cowboy Bebop movie, which mm-hmm. never happened, by the way. It got shit canned. Um, originally, Spike was in talks to be played by Keanu Reeves. Okay. And the reason that a lot of people didn't really have a problem with that is because that character's name is Spike Spiegel. He's probably of European or American descent. Yeah. Um, whereas then you got like the Full Metal Alchemist movie, which is Scarlett Johansson, but she's playing a character whose name is Motoko Kusanagi. Definitely. You know what I mean? There's some European in there. Yeah. And but <laughs> but then you have Full Metal Alchemist. You have Edward Elric. Yes. Very European name. Uh, you have Roy Mustang. Just a badass name. Exactly. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know why. It's such a simple name, too, but I think it's the Mustang part that makes it yes. awesome. Yes, uh, Who Roy Mest- Mustang is probably my favorite character from the series, to be perfectly honest. Um, the battles that he had with Envy. Oh, God, those were so freaking chilling. Um, even against uh, Lust, that was really cool. Um, but all the other characters, you know, you have Winry Rockbell, you know, just being played by some Japanese actress I've never seen before. You have Mize Hughes, who's a really funny character, uh, from the series, but I mean, you know, the choices look okay. It's just we're gonna have to wait to see what they do with it. But they don't there's... show you a lot. They don't show you who's the big guy. I forget his name. That was played by Piccolo. Um, whoa, big Piccolo's, guy. Yeah, big guy with the one swirly hair, and he's got the muscles. For some reason, I'm blanking on his character. Oh, name. okay. Was he the homunculi? No, no. He's the he's a good guy. He's uh he's just got oh, the muscles. Oh, you're t- <laughs> you're talking about uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, yeah the guy have... with the baby hair. Yeah, the baby hair. <laughs> He always looked like a big muscular baby to me. Yeah. <laughs> I loved his character though. Armstrong and his sister, who's a freaking badass. Yeah. Oh, their whole family is freaking awesome. But not here. No, um, they might not be appearing in this film, or maybe they haven't been uh, cast to those characters yet. Because Armstrong does appear fairly early in the series. I really hope they don't axe that character. Um and, that would be a mistake. And I mean, there's no way they're gonna be able to find someone that realistically large and super muscled. I don't know, unless they get the guy, uh, unless they get Thor from uh, Kung Fury to uh, to play him. But we're going to have to see. Um, they could Thor. cut their characters entirely. Yo, bro. <laughs> so I didn't even. Uh, so he was voiced by Piccolo. I'm pretty sure. In the wait, are you talking about the American? Dub? Maybe the American. Yeah, Chris Sabat. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense because uh, Funimation they went back and did uh, Full Metal Brotherhood and they uh, really put uh, they did a pretty good job on that. Um, the dub of that series has a lot of fans behind it. I still prefer it in Japanese, um, but I, I just don't know what this live action movie can do better than what the Brotherhood series did because for an anime that airs on TV on a weekly basis for upwards of 60, 70 episodes, the quality was pretty damned amazing. No, it was. Like, from beginning to end. So uh, I just don't know if they're going to be able to capture that style. I'd rather them, frankly, do something more original, like maybe make a live-action movie set within the same universe using different characters, maybe expand on the universe of Full Metal Alchemist. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it looks like they're going for a straight adaptation, so by the end of the third act, we're going to end up seeing father reaching into the sky and dragging God into himself. And that's when things will get really convoluted and crazy. Uh, we'll see if they even get that far. <laughs> Which you know? God, I love that episode in brotherhood when he finally reveals himself and starts to do all that crazy shit. The full metal alchemist has uh, some really great imagery, you know, not even just brotherhood. The, uh, the original uh, adaptation, despite the fact that it deviated from the manga and created its own uh, ending, is still worth seeing. It's, uh, it's well-written, it's got some great action, and uh, the twists and turns 
are decidedly darker than Brotherhood, um, which is surprising. Uh, but it, it's definitely worth seeing. Even the movie that they created for that, The Conqueror of Shambhala, is also really good. And they managed to incorporate World that, War One stuff into it. Which yeah, is, that opening is still one of my favorite anime movie openings. Or, mm-hmm. oh, would you call that an OVA? Um, I'd say it's it, well, it's definitely a movie. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's nice. It, mm-hmm. it was really good. So, but it, it, it's cool because you technically have two completely different versions. Uh, and I guess we can just add this uh, third one to the mix now with this live action. I mean, I'm not against it at all, and I don't even really have a problem with it being an all Japanese cast. It is a Japanese production, and that's just the way things are going to be. I don't think they'd be able to find a young blonde actor who could play Edward Elric and still speak in Japanese perfectly. It's just I don't think that's going to work. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with this. They're, uh, clearly going into live action direction in Japan a lot and, uh, whatever. Look, yeah. the live action one, uh, attack on Titan was not good. So they're going to do that with this and that's not good. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I had yeah. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably won't be all that great from what I understand in the article that I read on Kotaku, even the Japanese fans are kind of like, yeah, I don't really care about this one, but they were actually okay with all the full metal, uh, or not full metal, the, uh, ghost in the shell stuff. Really? Yeah. Because America's making it, and they make badass movies. And I'm not yeah. trying to be a dick about that, mm-hmm. but, you know. Like, they did a lot of... I saw a video. They did interviews with, like, people, like, showing a picture of Scarlett Johansson next to a picture of the actual character Kusanagi from uh-huh. Ghost in the Shell. And a lot of people were like, oh, that looks cool. It looks... Even people were like, it looks just like her. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? So, uh, they seem to be okay with it. But they're not too happy about this Full Metal Alchemist thing. But uh, it could be for different reasons. Like I said, I think it's just unnecessary brotherhood and the manga version are the best ways to to watch that series but brotherhood is just oh it's great i also really love the intros of that show you got to think about it like this i mean just like scarlett johansson has uh really good connections to doing great films now being Mm -hmm. in the avenger series so the idea that she's on board with this series best friend right now yeah the realize that the idea that she's on board to do this movie means it's going to be good Mm -hmm. i actually think this movie may be the real chance of anime working in uh, American studios. It's possible. It has the potential to do it because of its sci-fi setting. Yeah. You know, they can really... They like can you take, can hide we, anime behind sci-fi sometimes, and people mm-hmm. will accept it a little more. Because so. we've, see, we've seen sci-fi films that kind of, like, have that ghost-in-the-shell feel. Even just the look of the cities and everything, the uh, the, the mechs and the weapons. Uh, what about, um, uh, what's that uh, Harrison Ford movie? Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Hell yeah, Blade Runner basically is ghost-in-the-shell. Yeah. In many ways, like there's so many similarities between those movies, um, so it, and you it, could it say can the, work. The Matrix has some elements that's very anime-like and whatnot. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot so. of anime influence in the Matrix. So you can imagine with that sort of concept and that track record, they could make this good. And like I said, Scarlett Johansson is not going to be in a movie that really sucks. Mm-hmm. I just really don't believe that she would make a mistake like that. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. Yeah, she has a pretty good agent, apparently. She's famous. Yeah. She's super famous. They're not going to put her in shitty movies. No way. But uh, I do understand everyone being pissed about it. They probably could have cast an Asian person. But again, Scarlett Johansson is a world-class actress that has done all the Avengers movies. And I she mean, personally, hand- I would have gotten uh, from Pacific Rim, Rinko Kikuchi, who played okay. the main female lead from that movie. That could be cool. I would have had her play the character. But... Uh, I haven't seen a lot of her range either. You know, Scarlett Johansson's done a lot of uh, this Avengers stuff, so she's used to doing like a lot of high action type stuff. So maybe that's the reason she was chosen. Yeah. Um, you know, because she did Lost in Translation. We didn't hear what they said at the end, and it's deep. <laughs> and I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> so anyway, it's not a bad movie. It's just it's stupid. 
Just take it for you. I love it. It's not a bad movie. It's just, it's fucking stupid. So you retarded assholes. Take it, take it for what you will. Okay, you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the powerful Nerdcast. Yeah, We know we had uh, something of a short show today, but we have a lot of things going on. Um, We're getting prepared for this big anime convention that's coming up tomorrow. I have a couple more reviews to work on, um, but still uh, thank you again for watching. Make sure to leave us your topic ideas. I cannot stress that enough. We really need your guys' help in coming up with some ideas and things that you want us to talk about. Please ask us questions. We want to hear all of that stuff. And uh, before I wrap up everything, let me just take a moment to thank our network, Rogue Intel. These guys are amazing. They allow us to put this show together, so make sure to check out their other cool shows at RogueIntel.com. And if you want to help keep the network going, head over to rogueintel.com slash Amazon for all of your shopping needs. It's not going to cost you any extra on anything that you purchase, and a portion of that total will end up going towards the Rogue Intel network so we can keep all of these awesome shows going. Remember, you can look for our show on that channel. You can also download it on iTunes, and you can look for the audio and video version at our YouTube channel. That's SuperKamiGuru9000. So thank you guys again for watching. Christian, you have anything else to say? No, like always, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We appreciate all the fan base. Like Corey said, please leave us your topic suggestions. We really could appreciate it. And make sure to check out RogueIntel.com. They got other cool shows just like this one, but about other topics. So check them out, guys. Until next time, Powerful Nerdcast is out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.